I am in the middle of Percy Jackson right now. Ma'am. I'm listening to Ma'am, it. This is a House Manubis podcast. <laughs> Sabrina. Welcome back to another episode of Anubis Backwards, or aka today's episode of House of Everybody in the Club Getting Tipsy, because it <laughs> is our fearless leader, Brenna's birthday, Woo-hoo. the week of this podcast coming out. So, Do we- I dare tell them how old I am? Because you guys make me feel really old sometimes. Oh, <laughs> uh, if you, they make you feel old, I am legitimately the grandma. Get off my lawn, kids. I am. I am 26 years old today, friends. 26 Yay. years old. Happy birthday. No longer on my parents' health insurance. Oh, no. Sad day. Stress, stress. <laughs> it's okay. I, I'm good. We got Disney's. Disney's got me. We're good. But uh, don't tell me I'm old because I already know it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All of y'all telling us that you were four years old in 2011 makes me feel like a grandma at the ripe old ages. I'm still 23 right now. <laughs> And I'm 27. Everything's fine. Get off my lawn, kids. (laughs) So today we will be recapping House of Stars, House of Harsh. Okay, as per usual, we have the iconic intro. And then the episode itself opens with where we left off last time, with Victor going to investigate the noise the society had heard. He only finds a rat. He goes back and they finish Jason's initiation. We see Sabuna had managed to escape out the oven entrance. Jerome sees them come through the oven and says to himself, let the fun begin. So did Jerome see the secret tunnel or did he just see them like scurry away? I think he might have seen them suddenly appear in the kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. Which was probably very confusing for him. (laughs) Why are they suddenly here? They're ghosts, buddy. (laughs) Ghosts. Oh my god. Bad news. Half Half of your classmates are ghosts. Uh, they, no wonder all... we liked this show, Emily. <laughs> they're all sus. They're Are all venting. <laughs> they're all venting. <gasps> um, as someone who, um, you know, didn't take their notes to play, like, at least four rounds of Among Us, because yeah, we... I'm on top of anything today. <laughs> I would take, like, two paragraphs of notes, and then I would be like, let's go play Among Us for, like, an hour. <laughs> We're playing Among Us for a very long time on Friday. Oh, I, it was a good time, though. It was a good time. Stream just, the book host and stream it was backwards on Spotify. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> also, sorry. Almost the book host one year anniversary. So everyone, everyone in the club getting tipsy to celebrate that. Woohoo! Woo-hoo. So many celebrations. Sorry if you were cat or cat boy. Cat or cat boy. I hope <laughs> that you're in love. Anyway, I ship it. Amber being like, I don't know why they would take the elixir to stay young. That's what Ponzi surgery is for. <laughs> I don't remember that. She just said that. I was like, wow. Oh, I only love Amber. <laughs> the next day, Sabuna is gathered in the woods. The pieces they have found are laid out in front of them. Nina says they need to prioritize finding the cup. She says the pieces they have found are the key to the cup somehow. Davian reminds them of the clue. And Nina says it's not a mirror. They check them all. Patricia says they're due back from lunch. And Nina says she has to go hide the pieces first. Fabian tells her to be careful. And she says she's always careful. Almost always careful. Um, I shout out to Nina for roasting herself. We love to see it. I thought it was really funny when Nina called Amber the mirror expert. She was like, we should have consulted with you, Amber. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, you were the mirror expert. Why did we check all the mirrors without you? Um, and then Alfie doing the Sabuna at the end was so funny. Saboo-boo. Saboo-boo. Also, Alfie said that world domination to Victor is 6 billion people in bed by 10 p.m. <laughs> I would love to be in bed by 10 p.m. every night. You're never in bed by 10 p.m. Because I'm never in bed by 10 p.m. My, I think my body would appreciate that, but it doesn't happen. My body won't fall asleep at 10 p.m. It's fine. I have a six. I have a six a.m., which means I have to get up at five. But it's fine. I only work till two thirty. I'll come home and nap. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. As Nina is relocking the attic, Victor appears behind her. He says he thought someone was going up there, but now he knows who. He asks her what is up in the attic that she finds so interesting. I was just laughing at Nina in the scene before being like, I'm always careful. And then getting caught five seconds later. 
Just Nina Martin things. We don't. She can't lie and she can't hide. <laughs> what can she do? Apparently, just be the chosen one. <laughs> That's all she has to do. She just has to like exist. <laughs> Class is now over, and Nina has yet to return. Myra continues to ignore Mick. Mick leaves, and then Amber approaches Myra and suggests she forgives Mick. Myra doesn't agree, and then they both exit the classroom. Look at Amber wanting to help Mick and Mara get back together. Her growth. Look at her. My God, it makes me so happy. We love to see it. Also, she gets really excited about matchmaking this episode, and it makes my heart happy. I love her. Me too. Fabian tells Patricia that Nina isn't back, and Patricia's phone goes off with a text from Joy. Patricia says Fabian cannot have her new number. I know Fabian was sitting there, like, denying that he wanted the number, but he seemed low-key interested in getting Joy's number. Like, he was, like, very close to Patricia, looking over her shoulder at the phone. Seemed kind of, like, shocked that she had Joy's number. So, like, I don't know, Fabian. You're a little sus. Hmm. Fabian busted. <laughs> How many Among Us jokes can we make in this week's episode? Too many. Yeah, I just enjoy Trisha because they were texting. Okay. Also important. I mentioned this note again in like a few scenes, but why is like I mentioned a different version of it, but like why is her volume on? Like, girl, you're in class. What if it went off in class? <laughs> Patricia texting like, like, must hear my phone go off. This Andrew like, like turned it off and then turned it back on, like right as class got out and it went off. I don't or maybe her phone was off and then it went off like right when she turned it back on. I don't know. But girl, your volume. You don't want her to get caught. Yeah, because that's extra risky. Yeah, not only you don't want the teachers taking your phone. Get in trouble for texting, and then we're like, she has Joy's number. Like we also see later, and we'll get into that more. But her phone is like doesn't have a password, or it's not locked or anything. It's like you just go into it, unless this person unlocks the password. Maybe she has Joy saved as Joy. Like maybe she has maybe Joy was that one contact that we'll also (laughs) mention later. (laughs) Yeah, because she doesn't have a Joy because it goes from that one contact. To Rufus. So maybe it is that one contact. It also says bundle, so maybe she saved as a bundle, whatever that means. <laughs> yeah, what is a bundle on an old phone? I don't remember those. Is that like a group? I have no idea. Is it group text, maybe? I don't know. Maybe. We don't remember. But you're we don't remember. I've had an iPhone since I was like 14. And I had a flip phone before that, but I really don't remember how that worked. Meanwhile, Jerome confronts Elfie about what's going on. Jerome says he knows about the treasure and about Rufusino. Elfie asks him how he knows, and Jerome says that Elfie told him. Elfie says he did not. Jerome then asks who Rufus is, and Elfie says he's some guy Patricia knows, and that he thinks Rufus is into antiques and stuff. Jerome says if they tell him anything new, he wants to be told about it right away. Jerome, leave Elfie alone. Jerome is the worst. Worst friend. I'm mad. <laughs> As a known Jerome anti, anti, I just I appreciate that boy for being trash, but like he's not a good person. He's a trash boy. Mm-hmm. I found him he's in the trash, trash and I would like to keep him there. Where he belongs. <laughs> I also found it funny that Alfie called Rufus uh, some guy Patricia knows that likes antiques. Alfie went to the <laughs> Nina Martin School of Lying. I feel Alfie generally thinks that Rufus might be some guy Patricia knows is in antiques, though. <laughs> like, for all Alfie knows, that's true. Yeah, like, he actually kind of seemed serious. I'm not sure if that was a lie or not. I, I think that that's what, Al- like, Alfie doesn't know that much about Rufus. He just knows that there's, like, shady stuff going on with the teachers, but he just knows Rufus and Patricia, like, know each other, and... He went with it. <laughs> <laughs> Back at the house, Victor has gone up to the attic with Nina. He asks her if she's been messing with the phonograph, and she says it looks like really old junk. He asks her if she's been going through anything, and she says no. He asks why she's been going up to the attic, and she says it's kind of like a zen retreat, where she can get away and think. He tells her that the padlock will be going on the attic door, and tells her she can clean the toilets after class. Kath and Nina says that Americans use attics as zen retreats. I would just like to clarify for all of the non-American listeners, um, that's not true. <laughs> Most people don't go in their attics. Like, maybe a few people maybe make them cute and cozy, but I know 
for us it's just like you know the scary place that sometimes animals get into and maybe storage yeah like i would want to go up there (laughs) i wouldn't hang out in an attic okay so my house doesn't have an attic but when i dog sit and they have attics i like absolutely i will always like because they're usually like the hatch to get into them usually in like the hallway and i will always leave the lights on in the hallway where the attic like entrances because creepy at school in the drama room patricia is presumably texting joy amber suggests Mich- mick shows mara how he feels in a big way mick says if mara likes him she should come to him and not the other way around and leaves the room uh patricia why is your volume on like you can hear her like the clickety clack of her texting i'm like girl She's like, I'm texting Joy loudly. Click, click, click. Mina comes running in and yells, Victor caught me. Mina notices Jerome is listening and shakes her head in the direction of the hall so they can talk alone. Jerome gets upset and, has, upset and says, oh, that's it. Whisper, whisper, whisper. Keep your secrets, Lufets. Jerome notices that Patricia has left her phone behind. He says to himself, I'll find out anyway before going to grab Patricia's phone. And for what is her phone not password protected? Like, you get I feel like right I away. didn't password protect my phone in 2011. I don't know. Are there like, passwords on slide phones? I don't think There's I ever had passwords. Um, I don't remember the ring password. My flip phones phone. I never used to do, but like when I got the slidey one, I did it because okay. Um, sometimes my phone would like try to text and stuff from my pocket even if it was locked because it could like unlock oh, itself. But like you are right, regardless of if we had passwords, if her phone was password like capable, she should have had a password given like the sketchy chef stuff she's given been doing. The fact so. that she's texting Joy. She's again, because if they find out she's texting Joy, she gets in Joy in so much trouble and she gets in so much trouble. So like girl, like first of all, you'd think she'd be watching her phone like a hawk. Yeah, she left it on the table, like take it with you. <laughs> Um, also, Nina, you can't just run into public places and shout your secrets. What are you doing? You're in the middle of a crowded classroom. <laughs> That's why I said Nina is dumb. She said this right in front of Jerome. Like, she just walked up in the room, like, not even paying attention to who was in the room. It was like, oh my god, Victor caught me sneaking in the attic. And then the best part of the scene is when she goes, my cover story left a little <laughs> to be desired. She's becoming self-aware. <laughs> self-aware i love it i'm gonna have to update the um nina lying compilation at the end of season one and we'll just that'll be the end (laughs) (laughs) oh she's got a better lie later in this episode i think this one might be her worst one yet i think so too (laughs) oh did he just call them sleuth ads drove throughout this episode and i'll comment on again later has a lot of great uh nicknames for the (laughs) sleuth ads I love that. And then I said, also let me know why when Jerome grabbed Patricia's phone, I thought he was about to text Joy. <laughs> Joy we love Jeroy in season one. Jeroy. <laughs> in the hall, Patricia asks if Victor got the puzzle pieces, and Nina says she had hidden them first. But Victor is really suspicious and that her cover story left a little to be desired. Now we just talked about this. I oh, I jumped the gun on that note. Whoops. Well, <laughs> oh, well. Nina it's still hilarious. Self-aware. <laughs> Much like how we're now self-aware that we're chaotic as hell, Nina is self-aware that um, she her, she sucks at lying and her cover story is awful. I also commented, because I took a screenshot of this, because I posted on my uh, Sabuna Instagram, at Laura Sabuna, but, um, and I think I might have posted on my Twitter, but because um, <laughs> I went to take a screenshot to like roast Nina over but say she was becoming self-aware, I took a screenshot of this moment. And in the background, there's a bunch of Valentine's Day cards. So is this supposed to be February? Why are there Valentine's Day cards? So many questions. It would potentially check out. We'd have to look up the dates again. But didn't we say there were three terms in England? Mm-hmm. And when was the second term in England? I think it would have been like the February, like the winter kind of going into, I don't know. When would that end? Because we're obviously towards the end of the term. Maybe February, and then the the rest of the term would be like March through like May or June. Maybe would it be like January, February? Okay, hold on. Maybe early March. Yeah, look at the terms again because. Okay, the academic year starts at the beginning of of September. Um, first term is from September till mid-December. Lent term is from 
January till the end of March, and summer term is from April till the end of June. Okay, so we could okay. argue that this takes a place around Valentine's Day, a little bit after Valentine's Day, and the finale takes place in March. We have a few episodes between now and the finale, right? Yeah. So, like, arguably, if this is around Valentine's Day, maybe a little after, because they have cards up on the wall. This could just be some random stuff that they have up on the wall, and I'm assuming it actually is, but, you know, I want to read into it for funsies. This could check out on House of Anubis season one starts during second term. Season two is third term. Season three is a new term. I agree. After the summer. And I think it checks out with the way the weather is too, because think about season two, they start going on all these like cute outdoor dates when it's like, you know, it's spring. It's starting to get warm again. And I mean, every time they're outside and like, it feels like they're outside, they're usually in at least like one other layer. They're in like coats Mm -hmm. a lot of the time or some type of, jacket situation. And we, again, we do know that season three is set the beginning of the school year because they all mention summer. They explicitly summer. say it and say it was just summer. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with these Valentine's Day be- cards behind their heads are not just random things and it's implying that this takes place this episode takes place in February and that this is first uh, second, like the second term of the school year. Nina could have shown up. She should have just, maybe was just supposed to start during the second term. I mean, she came on a scholarship, so we, like, don't know how it all works. Yeah. There's a lot of things, like, and I mean, that does, the whole in my theory, this theory will always be Poppy joining in season two, but that could just be that she decided then to go there and, you know. She could have just transferred between terms. Exactly. Like, she she could have just been, like, they were about to let Piper go to school, and, like, it wasn't the beginning of the term. They were just about to be, like, you can just join the school. It is a private school, and probably if you got the money... You can come to the school. <laughs> yeah, probably, like, they can just transfer in, kind of, preferably at the beginning of the term, but they literally were like, LOL, Piper, you can come be part of the school if you want, and then she was like, bye guys, I'm going back to music school, but had she not been <laughs> like that, it literally would have been the middle of a term in season two at that point. Chaos. Anyways, Jerome is going through Patricia's contacts and finds an RZ. He saves the number to his own phone. Um, Patricia has a, co- a contact called Jade Watts. Like, let me spell it out because, like, it's so it's it is the first part is one word. It's Jade's so J A D E S T W H A Y W G S G, and then the next word is W A H H. That is a contact. <laughs> but no joy because it goes from Jade blah, 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 to R Z. No joy saved his joy. There's also not a piper, so. Um, excuse me, not text your own sister. I mean, that checks, honestly. <laughs> yeah, and like, granted, maybe there's more contacts you need to scroll and find, but I just, I have a lot of questions about this. I, I maybe we need to take a screenshot of it and post it to our Insta <laughs> and like tag Jade in it. Maybe she'll answer. <laughs> Jade, please explain. Who is this? I, I'm assuming <laughs> that this is Jade's real phone. They did not buy a prop phone for her. So, like, I don't know if she saved her own number instead of saving it as Jade. Saved it as Jade blah, 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 blah. So it looks look less sus. <laughs> <laughs> I would just like to know. If so we like, ever get Jade on here, I will remember this. Or <laughs> We're going to have to be like, please Jade explain. Jade in their phone? But I feel like in 2011, I, I definitely saved my own number, so I would know what my own number was. But I would just call it, like, me. You know? Yeah. Jade blah, blah, blah. It's also very 2011, her like flip, flip slidey, slidey phone. Mm-hmm. We yeah. love it here in 2011. But also, if this is actually Jade's phone, she really got no contacts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just herself and RZ. Do you, honey, do you need friends? We'll be your friend. <laughs> I'm annoying as shit, but you know what? It's fine. Nina tells Sabrina that Victor is putting a padlock on the door. Fabian wonders how they'll get the puzzle pieces back if he does that. Sabrina goes back to the drama room, and Jerome goes into the hallway and calls Rubufino. Also, there's a poster behind Jerome. And it's, like, literally got, like, a shot of someone's butt in a skirt. It's, like, a fashion, like, poster, but it's really, it's just weird. It was really weird. Like, I think you're right. I think it was for some sort of, like, fashion club. But, like, why that particular shot? Was that the picture that Alfie was trying to get for <laughs> yeah. Mara's campaign poster? I don't know. Alfie took those. <laughs> Weird. It was like legitimately a close-up of someone's butt. Amber hired Alfie to take pictures for the um, fashion club and 
Allie took like pictures of her ass. Sorry, Allie has been kind of skeevy. <laughs> um, and then this is like not relevant, but Jerome's hair just looks like particularly fluffy today. I noticed. That's because it's full of lies and betrayal. <laughs> You're right. Later that night, Jerome has gone to meet Rufus. Jerome says he called him about the treasure. Rufus wants to know what Jerome knows, but Jerome says it'll cost him. Yet again, we have another child meeting strange men in the woods. Please stop. Yes, Jerome, this is a great idea. Meet this shady man in the woods in the middle of the night. But, like, at least he's trying to be smart about it. And he's like, if I'm going to do this for you, you need to pay me. So, like, get that coin. (laughs) That's a lot of money, too. He gave him, like, a giant chunk of money. Yeah. Anyways, at the house, Nina is watching the stars while Fabian plays his guitar. Fabian puts his guitar down and goes to sit by Nina. He says the sky looks nice before coming to a conclusion that the clue may mean the telescope in the living room. Also, this like scene sticks out as an iconic Sabina scene to me, and I do not really like they're not even like, super flirty. It just it's one of those scenes where I'm like, I do feel like I think of them, like I think of this scene for them. But I also wrote, I wrote flirty, so I guess in my mind they were being flirty. See, like I didn't really remember this one, but I thought it was really sweet. It's a little cheesy, but it's really sweet. But um, Fabian playing guitar made me soft. Like, Brad's just really talented. It was nice to watch. He's really, yeah. Go, Fabian. Jerome is telling Rufus that Patricia, Nina, and a couple others are on the trail of this cup. Jerome says they sound pretty close to finding it, and Rufus mutters to himself about it being in the house after all. Jerome tells Rufus he needs to get back to the house, but Jerome offers to keep an eye on them. Rufus says he wants regular updates. Rufus refers to Nina as the one with the locket in the scene, and I don't know why that, like, it's just like, ah, she's the one with the locket, like, bro? <laughs> well, it's because Patricia, like, they met Rufus, and he saw her with the locket. Yeah, but still, like, bro? Nina is looking through the telescope, and she says she can't see anything. Fabian says she should try focusing it on the moon, and Nina says there's something written up, but she can't make it out. Fabian looks through the telescope and reads, Unleash the Power... And light the way, find the demisphere hidden below. Victor is in the hallway and announces it's 10 o'clock. Victor comes in and asks if they're doing stargazing. Nina lies and says they're looking for the nearest bowling alley and that Fabian loves to bowl. (laughs) Here it is. Here it is. I think it's Nina Martin's worst lie yet. Like, (laughs) Nina, just shut up. Shut up. Shut up. I sent this to them, but like the face Fabian makes when she starts talking, he's like, he looks like he wants to kill her. Oh my god. It's so bad. Like, I don't blame Fabian. <laughs> but I was, like, laughing so hard. Like, not even at the lie. Like, because the lie was just dumb. But just at Fabian's reaction. Like, there are so many better lies. I could come up with, like, three right now. Like, we were just bowling. Stargazing could work. Like, we like Yeah, you could say it's, like, a, a fun little date. They could have like, fake dated for Victor. Date. We like to stargaze. Fabian's into astrology. He has that whole solar system book. So, like, if Fabian was, like, if Nina was, like, Fabian loves astrology, Victor, if Fabian was, like, yeah, I have that whole solar system as my friend. Sign book, mind you. Obviously, Fabian is just into space. Could have said that. Who looks for a bowling alley to tell us? You could also just say the sky looks really pretty tonight. Like, I do think Victor mentioned it being cloudy and was like, y'all stargaze when it's cloudy. But, like, bowling? They really could have said that. How are they even going to find a bowling alley through a telescope? Google it! (laughs) We're bowling in the stars. (laughs) Like, looking at the sky, like, looking through the telescope, like, maybe if I zoom in on the town, I'll find a bowling alley. (laughs) Me trying to find a bowling alley. Well, I guess I'm going to go buy a telescope from work tomorrow. I'm going to look through a bowling alley. Victor tells her not to lie and that she has no talent for it. The screen fades to black as Victor decides to look through the telescope. Um, call her out, Victor. Call her out. She deserves it. Add that line to the compilation. Don't lie to me, Miss Martin. You have no talent for it. I like how this show is now just calling Nina out for being the world's worst. <laughs> as they should. There's some pissed off writer in the writer's room that's like, guys, this is ridiculous. <laughs> and on uh, that fun notes time for a word from our sponsor we are back we just took a quick break laura has food she did not break her chair this time when sitting back in her chair we got real nostalgic over that night okay well this is the last time that i'm recording in this apartment so 
Mm -hmm. Um, we're double recording because I'm moving over the weekend, upcoming. So this is a double oh, I recording. Was I meant to mention this when we started that if I still am really uninterested or exhausted, again, we are recording this Thanksgiving week, which means I, the retail employee, is in like the next few weeks are just really bad for me. Yeah, which is one more reason for us not to record over Thanksgiving week weekend. Yeah, we're taking a break so. for Thanksgiving weekend, but uh, you'll still get an episode because uh, we're recording this on Oct uh, not October. <laughs> <laughs> November 23rd. November 23rd, but by the time you hear this, it'll be December, won't it? It'll be December 4th, my birthday. December 4th, so happy out. birthday to Brenna. Happy December to everyone. And next 20, time. Three weeks till Christmas. Happy until Christmas the next time you see me, but you never see me. Next time you hear me, I'll be in a different apartment. Not that it will change anything for you guys. But <laughs> rest in peace to the yellow wall for Bren and Emily. Maybe your new apartment will have better acoustic. It might, acoustic, because it might change something. We don't know. It might, because it's tinier, so it might actually have better acoustic. It also like occurred to me that when I was taking my notes earlier, and I was just like not vibing with it, because I was tired and I just wanted to rest today was I'm like you definitely would not have wanted to take notes this week yeah, yeah. that's fair so to get back into it Victor goes to look through the telescope and Fabian tries to distract him by saying he can hear he, he can hear Jerome and Elfie getting into a water fight Victor is looking through the telescope as clouds move in to cover the moon Victor says that only Fabian would choose a cloudy night to stargaze Victor sends them to their rooms I just put a water fight all caps like what? What does that even entail? Are they like splashing each other in the bathrooms? <laughs> do they have water guns? <laughs> like what are they doing? That's a better line than bowling, though. So I'll take it. <laughs> it's more believable. Yeah. The next morning, Nina and Fabian are telling Sabuna about the new clue, and they think it's hidden in the cellar. Amber says she doesn't want to go down there, and Fabian says for safety reasons, only one person should go this time. And he suggests that they draw straws. So why is no one else at breakfast? Why is no one else ever at breakfast? Yeah, they keep like conveniently only having Sabuna at breakfast. And it's no like maybe once I could see that being realistic, but like it's happened three times now or something. No one else ever needs to eat. Mick you know Mick needs to eat. Mick doesn't eat breakfast? Where is he? Maybe Mick goes for a run first, then he goes to breakfast. Oh, okay. Okay, I'll, I'll accept that. Since it seems like they hours to get ready in the morning maybe where's mara i can't even say mick and mara are like making out in the morning because they're broken up right now so i don't even i'm also like now that i'm thinking on. about it i feel like when we get breakfast scenes in like season two or season three we actually do see like this like house together way more often except for like those few weird scenes like there's like one where like once they get nina back because it's just like sabuna and then eddie comes in i'm like well that's other than that, it's like usually like the entire house. Yeah, why yeah. would they not all have breakfast together? I also said Nina has a hair tie on her wrist. I felt that. Maybe we need to just start a running tally of all the times that it's just Sabuna at breakfast. <laughs> it's been like the past like four episodes. No one else has ever eaten breakfast. They've gotten sick of the Scooby gang, so they're just like, we're going to eat in our rooms. <laughs> they said, take breakfast and eat. I said, Amber really keeps being like, bye. And I love that for her. <laughs> I don't blame her. I wouldn't want to go in the cellar. Yeah, neither would I, though. Amber made up this club. <laughs> I would be like, let's have a club and then be like, but I don't actually want to do this dangerous stuff, though. <laughs> <laughs> Same. Jerome and Elfie are walking into class together, and Jerome encourages Elfie to go talk to the Scooby gang to see what they're up to. Jerome tells him maybe he'll get the magic set he wanted. Alfie comes over and asks if those are the straws they're going to draw, and Nina asks what he was doing, what he was talking to Jerome about. Alfie says, "Oh, the usual, where to hang, what to scam, and who to snark at." Alfie says he's fed up with Jerome, and uh, honestly, Alfie, you really should be fed up with Jerome. I felt that. I, I wrote Scooby Gang. I love him calling them the Scooby Gang. It makes me happy. I love that too. Also, I said Jer Jerome is Grace. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, Grace is way better than Jerome because Grace isn't trash and we love her and Jerome is trash. However, I appreciate the Scooby-Doo reference. He really did that for her. <laughs> <laughs> that was, like, very on. That's, like, a very on-brand just Grace thing. Like, Jerome referencing Scooby-Doo. <laughs> Jerome calling Sabuna the Scooby gang. 
We love a squad. And we love <laughs> Amber is coming in with Mick, trying to help him win Mara back. He says he doesn't want to humiliate himself to win Mara back. Amber says she has a great idea and whispers it to Mick. He says, yeah, right, over my dead body, but reluctantly agrees. It's Mick and Amber being friends again for me. Isn't Amber explaining rom-coms to Mick? They're so cute. I love them. Yeah. This whole scene was so I cute. wish that we got more of Nick and Amber, like, even, at, like, as friends. Like, I just, I love their dynamic. And, like, I do say that I'm, like, a, a, not a Makara. <laughs> I'm, yeah, Makara. Sure, why not? They do be cute. But <laughs> We did it, folks. We converted her. <laughs> I do kind of ship Mick, but I also just really enjoyed their friendship, and I wish that we got to see it more. I love mm-hmm. how Brenna's, like, all she's doing is winning, because last week I was, like, I've finally been worn down about Nettie, and now this week she gets Lauren over Jane Makara. I, I said Makara when I was trying to say Mikara. I don't know what that means. <laughs> we are all morphing into each other. You're becoming me. <laughs> it's now break, and Nina says that Patricia has gotten them walkie-talkies, and that it's better than loud whisper. And that it's better than the loud whispering. It's time to draw straws. Amber comes in talking about how matchmaking is kind of fun, and offers to set Patricia up. Patricia says she would rather chew on glass. They all draw straws, and Alfie has pulled the short one. Amber, please, Patricia's match is still vibing in his New Jersey garage band. Leave him alone. <laughs> oh my god, also, really? Also, phones exist. Why use walkie-talkies when you could just call each other on the goddamn phone? I didn't even think of that. They've <laughs> never text. heard of a phone in their lives. They've heard of walkie-talkies, but not phones. You know what? Speak of it's time. The, it's the lack of the cell phones for me. <laughs> Just see me chug this in like two minutes. You take a drink every time the Sabuna is forget that technology exists, even though Patricia uh, was texting Joy five minutes ago. You, you'll, oh my gosh, Lauren, you bring that up now, but I genuinely might just chug my drink when we get to this one scene. Based um, on. I also feel like, so like regarding the straw pulling for who goes in the cellar, I really think they should have excluded Alfie from this, just like due to all of his past trauma. Just saying, yeah, if they're looking out for his mental. Nice of them because they were really gonna make Alfie go back in the cellar, like he didn't go, like have a bunch of negative, horrible, traumatic experiences in the cellar. Especially if he's going alone. Yeah, they're really gonna send him to the cellar alone again. And I don't know. I had a lot of notes. Almost garage band New Jersey thing though. I told my boss the other day because he was talking about playing guitar, and I said, "Yeah, all white boys in New Jersey like to play guitar, and they think that they're in a band." And he told me that I rose his entire life. <laughs> but Eddie is meanwhile in a garage band in New Jersey because he is a New Jersey and white boy, and that's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> Patricia shading Nina for loud whispering. I love this show. Amber's matchmaking business. Emma AU. So I was saying this on Twitter earlier, and Grace oh my God. was agreeing with me. This Wait, is, oh my God, I didn't crossover. see that, but you're so Blood right. Crossover. Amber is Emma. Yes, especially like if we're talking like clu- Clueless as a Emma adaptation. Wow. Am I wrong? This is no. Who's Nightly? This is a though? wonderful crossover. Oh. I feel like Jerome could be Nightly. Not gonna lie. <laughs> I needed Emma Jamber AU. <laughs> Someone write me a fic. Emma Jamber AU. That's so niche and specific. But I haven't even read Emma. I've watched Clueless and I watched the Emma. Um, yeah, I haven't read it either. Emma, what? Not Emma Unsolved. What the hell? Emma Approved. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I've seen Clueless, obviously, yeah, Clueless and I've seen the new film of Emma. And... Emma Approved in the new movie. I need to read the book, but like, I feel like of the boys, wow. do we feel like that Jerome would be the most likely to be Knightley because he's I snarky? Think so. Or do I we think feel so. like Knightley is smart, though? Jerome's smart in like a... Fabian? But like, uh, Fabian's not snarky. No, they wouldn't have that like banter that we need them to have. I, I generally think that it might be a jampering you. For me leaving this Love in this. just for them to be like, Jamber AU, Jamber AU, Jamber AU. No, th- okay, yes. They're manifesting. Emma, Jamber Emma AU. Am I wrong? No. Amber is being a matchmaker, which is like, it's a whole plot of Emma. And anyway. <laughs> Shooting and Grace, number one authority is on books because <laughs> we're agreeing with me on twitter 
about and this. And I'm sure book. Sarah would agree too. I'm sure Sarah would agree. No, Sarah would say, Lauren Trudy, shut up about Emma when you haven't even read Emma. <laughs> me and Trudy say that where Emma stands, but neither one of us read it, and I'll read it if she reads it, and that's my thoughts. <laughs> I'll read it too. We we can all do this together. Book okay. read, book club time. Uh, this is uh, now Anubis backwards group Anubis read. Backwards group read. <laughs> if anyone listens to us and they don't know who the book hoes are or don't listen to them, I feel like they're confused because we often make like book hoes references. The oh, book of our friends, Grace is one of them. They have a podcast. It's great. It's a fun time. And they talk about reading. And they also have group reads. Back on topic, Patricia's saying, okay, I know that the obvious ladies get a lot of hate, apparently, for going off topic all the time. But, like, I love it because I feel like it's very relatable. But Me too. Every time I, I listen to them and they're like, oh, maybe we'll actually talk about The Office sometime in this episode. I feel that. <laughs> I felt that. Maybe we'll actually talk about House of Anubis. So Patricia's saying she'd rather chew on glass and get set up by Amber. Iconic. And then uh, uh, Patricia trying to cover Alfie about the straws. I said to Alfie, and, I, and she said poor Alfie. And I agree. Alfie deserves none of this. Alfie deserves the world. I know he was pervy for the election episodes, and Eddie, our friend, confirmed that it was because he was in the German Dutch version. So I'm blaming it on the Dutch version. Anyway, Alfie's an icon. He deserves nothing. He did nothing wrong. And I love only him. Poor Alfie. Don't make him go in the cellar. I love how passionate. You cannot see her talking about just now. But, like, she got so passionate. I, I'm her moving my hand. Oh. I was like a full-on TED Talk. Thank you. Can you come to my TED Talk? I love Alfie. Saboo-boo. Saboo-boo. In the... In the hallway, Mara sees Mick talking to some cheerleaders and thinks he was flirting with them. Why is the cheerleader whispering like that, though? She's I, like, I mean, everyone fancies Mick. So. Uh, yeah, she was um, all up on him whispering. She was like, oh. I know you can't okay. see me. Hey, Mick, um, I got this plan for you to get back together with Mara. I'm gonna I was going to say, I'm pretty sure being like like that too. plan to get back together with Mara. Okay, so when, when Amber was like leaning in, she like had her hand on his chest, and I was like, Mara's gonna walk in and like there's something going on when there's Mara's not. Mara's gonna be like Mikara, make, make for getting back together? Question mark? Because <laughs> Amber was like whispering in his ear, be like very close, touchy feely. And then the cheerleader did it too. These people whisper in a very interesting Maybe way. Maybe Mick is just one of those people that like people just like gravitate and want to be t- near and touching. At the house, Victor's putting the padlock on the attic, and Trudy asks what he's doing. Victor says he'll be gone late that night. And that Trudy is in charge of locking up and lights out. She says it won't be a problem. She says she's got her pin and it's ready to drop. Um, I love Trudy. I, I love her. She deserves the world. That was just so funny. And she was so excited. Like the way she said the line. It was really cute. She's like, I want to roast Victor too. I love her only. Also, Victor, Trudy was like, what are you doing? And Victor was like playing tennis. <laughs> Victor's He's sick. also been in Nina Martin's lying course. No, that was some Victor sassy Victor. <laughs> I love that for him. Nina and Patricia having overheard Victor and Trudy come downstairs and tell Amber and Elfie that Victor will be out late, so that tonight is the night. Jerome asks, what is tonight? Fabian says that the girls and I are planning to watch a DVD after lights out. And that is no big thing. Jerome asks if Alfie wants to have their own movie night. And Alfie says, sure thing, buddy. Um, Why is Alfie juggling? Two, they're all stupid. Three, all of the Nina Patricia here, they, I think they were in the hallway and they were like grabbing each other's hands. And I was like, wow. Nina and Patricia have oh. come a long way hmm. from Patricia throwing water on Nina's face. And then four, Jerome called Alfie like a lightweight, I guess saying, that, implying that he falls asleep early during the movies, but that's not what a lightweight is. We're all lightweights. That's we've got to be everyone in the pod getting tipsy off of Truly the Wine Club. <laughs> uh, I just want to once again say, please stop announcing your plans loudly in public, friends. I feel like Sabuna, that's what are you doing? why I said they're stupid. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, thank you though, Fabian, for coming up with like a half decent lie. It's much better than uh, bowling. We're all going bowling tonight. Victor's gone. Midnight bowl. <laughs> bowling in Fabian's room. <laughs> Jerome asks Alfie what's really going on tonight. Alfie says he doesn't know what Jerome means. Alfie says he needs to go to bed. And Jerome says he has zombie slasher too. 
Alfie says he hasn't seen that in two days. <laughs> hasn't seen that. Can I just pretend they're watching the hit Disney Channel original movie Zombies and Zombies 2 instead? I, yes, I mean, it's I, 2011. I know, that's true. <laughs> I, we can pretend. What, what song do you think would be their favorite? Bam. I was, was going to say, I think they go really hard to like Zombies do from Zombies 2. Mm, that's true. Lots of options. Also, the me going, haven't seen this in two days, me with Zombies 1 when I started watching it the first time and I literally watched it like... <laughs> Again, it was just, like, on all weekend. I just kept, like, I left it on constantly because it was just, like, it was easy. It was lighthearted. And, I like. It's fun. Upstairs, Amber and Nina have both fallen asleep. Elfie thinks Jerome is asleep and goes to sneak down to the cellar. Elfie grabs his walkie and wakes Nina up. Nina wakes up Amber and Elfie sneaks out of the room, leaving his walkie behind. Which Jerome, who is only pretending to be asleep, then takes and hides under his pillow. Did I write mean speed? What am I talking about? That was like, maybe does someone say that in a walkie talk? I think Alfie calls Nina mean speak. Or it's something like that. You know what? Why not? In the hall, Fabian asks what time Alfie calls this. And Patricia, uh, Patricia asks him what he was wearing. Amber says she thinks he looks very nice. Nina asks Alfie if he knows what he's doing. He says getting a sample of the elixir and looking for a demisphere, whatever a demisphere might be. Fabian says they'll stay here and keep watch and contact via walkie-talkie if he needs to get out. Patricia asks him where his walkie-talkie is, and he says it's in his bag. Nina wishes him good luck. Alfie asks Amber for a good luck kiss, and she kisses him on the cheek. He says he can face anything now. Nina opens the oven door, and Alfie heads down to the cellar. Nina says they can keep watch from upstairs. This little Amphi scene was really cute. Like, I was, I was in my feels for them. They were so smitten. It was just really wholesome. It was a really good scene. It's so cute. I don't know why I said being dumb, but my other notes were about Amphie. I don't, they're all being dumb. I don't know. Alfie's outfit and Amber liking it. LOL. And I said season one, Amphie is cute. I get so sad because when I watch Amphie in season one, I think they're really cute and I really like them. And then season two, they're just like a hot mess. Why mm-hmm. did they do them like that? In season three, until she leaves, they're cute. It's just season two. They're so I bad. I think the problem with season two is that I, I, I don't, not to theorize this, I don't think, I don't want to say that Amber didn't like him. I just think Amber didn't want to like him, so she, like, made him work for it. Because yeah. that way yeah. she didn't feel, like, I don't want to say. Which then pushed him away. Yeah. I think, and this is something that Amber does really grow towards, is I think she both cares about her image too much, but also, like, not caring about it at all. Mm-hmm. and so like i think there's just like this like struggle of the worlds yeah like, like she's like amber i need to have this boyfriend that acts like this and is like this kind of situation yeah. it seems like she has like a very specific idea of like how a, a guy she dates like needs to be like and i don't know if it's because of popularity or because she's like a teenager or like what it is but, like, I feel like in season one, it's just, like, oh, like, they kind of like each other and it's kind of cute. Mm-hmm. But then in season two, I don't know, like, yeah, it might be, like, what you said, like, Amber has some, like... I don't want to say morals, but just, like, standards that she doesn't necessarily she, think she, she needs to fill, but she, like, thinks she needs to fill. She has yeah. specific ideas of how a boyfriend needs to be, and I think... Alfie has specific ideas of how he wants a girlfriend to be, and neither of them necessarily in that relationship, at least in season two. And I think that's like they. I think they very do. They very much grow, and I think the problem is they grow a lot off camera, and they do continue. Like what little we see of them in season three is they like they communicate. Yeah, mm-hmm. in season three they mature cute. a lot. In season two, one they're cute. Season two, and the writers also have. The thing that they like to do called mess the couples up and then not really give them resolution on camera. So we basically have to mentally do the work for them and be like, okay, Alfie and Amber obviously now know how to communicate and they work their issues out in season three. But they don't show that. Yeah, we just have to like infer. And that's how the writers are. And again, they're teenagers. So like, I'm not going to hate on them too bad because they're teenagers and like, teenagers act stupid in relationships, and, like, that's the ultimate thing. I mean, I think one of the things is I think 
comparing season one to season three is I think Amber's one of the characters who does the most growing up. Yeah. Over the course of the show. 100%. I also think Eddie does a lot of growing up over the show. 100%. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But then, like, I think Alfie grows up. At least he becomes more mature. He's still, like, this goofy and lighthearted person. But he, like, he learns how to handle things better. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, how to act in certain situations. And I think it's, like, really interesting, like, watching this now and, like, I've like I've got a great memory like not a, I've got a way better memory of season two and season three so like seeing how they are in season one and then knowing like where they end up that's kind yeah. of yeah it's like oh I'm proud like these are my friends or like I'm proud mm-hmm. of their character I don't know I really like Ampy in season one. Time for a weekly tangent. What kind of nonsense will it be today? It's the tangent of the week. Season two also ruins it for me because I'm such, like, a Piper stand, and I feel like mm-hmm. that doesn't help because I feel like I immediately was like, I really like Piper. I don't know why I really like Piper. I mean, like, I really like her, but, like, I don't know why I'm like, yes, I love Piper, like, when they brought her in. I don't know if it's because I really like Alfie, and I feel like she actually, like, seemed to, like, appreciate Alfie a lot. I don't mm-hmm. know if it's just I like her dynamic with Patricia. I found it interesting and fun. I feel like they kind of have a similar dynamic to me and my sister with the way that like Patricia's kind of a wild child and Piper's kind of the goody goody. I kind of related to her in that way, even though I feel like her and Patricia both had things that they needed to work on. <laughs> I feel like the issues that they had with each other, I felt like even though me and my sister aren't twins, that are a lot of issues that me and my sister have with each other. <laughs> are like and, like, me and my sister are much better now than we were at the time, because I feel like we both grown up and are now, like, adults. But, like, I do, I don't know if it's that. Like, I feel like the sister dynamic is relatable. I feel like I was, like, someone actually appreciates Alfie. But, like, the way that, and I will go into a major rant about this, so I don't know what I'm doing right now, because I know that when we get Laura's to this. Piper power. Well, when, we get to, when we get to this point in season two that I'm really gonna, like, over like analyze it and like talk about it but briefly and i've said it was and i've i'll say it again and i've said it before probably but like to bring piper in as like this very temporary love interest for alfie and have her be like i appreciate you for who you are and i don't have these specific ideals and like whatever and then Use that to get Alfie and Amber back together when their whole issue was that they couldn't communicate and that they both had ideals that the other one wasn't living up to. Then I feel like it really made me like Alfie and Amber even less. Then they were already like, ugh, this is like annoying and they're cute in season one and they're cute in season three. But like to bring in a character and try to use her as a plot device but make her look better as like a potential romantic interest for Alfie, not like better than Amber. I am a Piper fan, but I really love Amber. Like, I'm not hating on Amber. But, like, but, like you were right and you should say it. Better for Alfie than Amber did, and then use that to get Amber and Alfie back together, but not have Amber and Alfie really work out their issues on camera, as opposed to, you know, like, we get that off screen that they obviously have some type of conversation. But, like, on screen, Amber and Alfie never work out their issues. It's never like, okay, like, now I appreciate you for who you are. Now I appreciate you for who you are. It's still just like, Alfie, like, is viewing Amber as this, like, super hot girl, like, queen, unattainable situation. Amber is viewing Alfie as, like, not the ideal boyfriend for her. And they never work it out. And it frustrates me. And again, I don't hate on Amphie. Like, I think they're cute in a lot of ways. And I have no problem against Amphie shippers. And again, like Grace said, like, if you like any ship on House of Anubis, you have to acknowledge that it has its faults. So I can't come at Ampy for their faults and then honestly, like, except for Pyfie. Yeah, Pyfie did nothing wrong, but they only existed. I don't for, think Pyfie is problematic. But they also did suck it for two seconds. They only existed for That's two true. seconds. We could argue <laughs> though. Time. She did technically let him think that she was Patricia. Okay, that's so fair. That could be that's the problematic element that she did let him think that she was Patricia, just Patricia acting weird. Alfie's in the cellar looking for the elixir as Kazuna hears Victor's car outside, meaning he's home. Mina tries to get in touch with Alfie over the walkie, which he doesn't have. Jerome now in the hall pretends to be Alfie, saying he got the message. Over the walkie again, Mina tells Alfie he needs to get out quick and that Victor is coming down. Victor's, like, got, like, this weird golden, like, jacket and for, I, for what? It's, like, the weirdest, <laughs> it's the strangest looking thing. 
It's called fashion. Look it up. Oh my god. <laughs> um, I also just like when Alfie was in the cellar and he found the elixir, he took the whole bottle. What? I feel like that wasn't smart. Like they should have just taken a little bit because now Victor's gonna notice, you know? Amber's sleeping on Patricia. Cute. I love a friendship. Also, I said no. I think that was the Victor coming down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> that checks out. Alfie's looking for the Devastere, and Mina is upstairs trying to get a hold of him. Jerome once again pretends to be him. Mina says they should go to bed as, while Victor is in the cellar. Mina asks Alfie if he is safe, and Jerome says he's safe and in his room. As the Then the girls decide to head back to theirs. Jerome really put Alfie in danger by taking the walkie-talkie. Worst friend. Also, how did they think Jerome was Alfie on the walkie-talkie? They were, like, they don't sound the same. I was thinking about that. Like, I guess maybe the walkie-talkie might, like, distort their yeah, voice, like, but yeah. Hey, this is totally Alfie. I'm totally safe. Like, I'm in my room. Like, they don't sound the same. Dumb. Maybe since it was Nina listening to them, he was like, she was like, yes, it's a British accent. It's totally Alfie. <laughs> Alfie manages to hide from Victor in the cellar and heads back upstairs once Victor is gone. Alfie's trying to get to his room but stops for a snack first. Alfie drops something in the hall and climbs in the sarcophagus to hide. We see a hand locking Alfie in, and the episode ends. Okay, the hand is implied to be Jerome's, but since we don't explicitly know that, I just put someone. I just want to know why, so when this is all happening, Alfie is so close to his bedroom. Why didn't he just run to his room? <laughs> it's right there. He, like, he would have made it. I mean, Alfie is in a weird getup, but I continue to say if these kids get caught downstairs, why don't they just say they were getting water or, like, Going to the bathroom. Getting going to the bathroom. Like I had to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night. I don't know why Alfie would be wearing that weird outfit to bed. Do we ever see the boys' bathroom? Where is it? No, in season two. In season two. Gotta be downstairs. Oh, you're right. There is like honestly, getting caught outside of your room unless you're like in a pack of people. Just be like, Oh, I had to pee. I needed a glass of water. I wanted a snack. Like, I get like the snack thing might get you in trouble, but like and Victor would probably yell at you for peeing or getting water, but like at least that's like a pretty reasonable thing. thing. I don't know why Alfie would be wearing that weird outfit's bed, but other than that, he could make up a safe excuse. There were other options there. Okay, so it's time for the brain cell of the week, and for that, I say Patricia for the walkie-talkies. True, even though not Patricia yeah. for leaving her phone on the table, that's big stupid energy. But Patricia did get the walkie-talkies, which arguably should have worked. Not Nina. <laughs> Definitely not Nina. <laughs> Nina gets the exact opposite. Nina gets the anti-brain cell of the week. Nina gets big dumbass energy award. <laughs> it's, so, it's so bad this episode in particular. Mm-hmm. I guess like, I'd give it to Fabian too because wasn't he the one that was like point the telescope at the moon? Yeah. So. I feel like we just give it to Fabian a lot. That's why I was like I think Patricia. Gotta switch it up. Fabian's Patricia. Patricia smart, can have it. Smart character quote unquote. Um, also ship of the week. Uh, clearly Patricia and her band boyfriend. Or are you like obviously, but um, JK. The one that she'd rather chew glass over. Um, probably Anthe, if we're being serious. A hundred percent Anthe. Yeah, they were very they cute. They were super cute. Um, honorable mention to Fabina, but we, they get it a lot recently. So Fabina, That's because Fabina won't get it in season two at all because they're all they're dumb bitches. True, true. So uh, for our something fun, it's been a hot second since we uh sorted Taylor Swift songs, and since it's rumored that she's currently re-recording Red. We thought it'd be fun if we uh, sorted the deluxe version of Red, but we're gonna do the speed version where I give us a, give one of us a song and we say what we think of. And I think Brenda should go first because it's her birthday. Oh yay! And right. your song is "Come Back, Be Here." It's really loud. Oh, making Mara. <laughs> it's making Mara. You're right, and you should say it. I mean, I guess you could also argue Fabian and Nina season three, or um, but making Mara. Well, anyone in- They're, well, they're the only ones in a long-distance relationship. Amphi in season three because it says New York and London. Oh, yeah. Those are- That's Ooh. true. <laughs> Laura, you're- That is true. Petty, Laura, of course. Stay, stay, stay. I cannot listen only to one that option. song without thinking of Petty in this year 2020. <laughs> or ever in my entire life I have never listened to that song in my life without immediately being like Penny so I got Red but I got the original demo recording but since it's the first version of Red that popped up uh, I also think of Penny when I think of Red because this uh, this album is like the Petty album 
I think we should do an episode where we just sort everyone and every shit, like the Brenna, bit the and the Cannon yeah. ships and the Taylor Swift album. That'd be fun. We can go more into detail. Brenna, your song is Holy Ground. I'm going to play it. In case we need to roll. I'm just trying to think of the lyrics. A happy one. Jeroy, maybe? I would say Jeroy. Oh, but it's like. Oh, but I don't like think they broke up. Amphi, even? Because they ended on kind of good terms. Oh, yes. Oh, I think it's Pyfy. Okay. Oh, Laura, you got the lucky one, and I have a very specific thought on this. Nina and Sarah? Or Nina um, I, I actually, my entire theory on this, I'm going, I'm going in anyway. Sorry. Sorry, Laura. I always think of the song as Nina at Joy, because Joy didn't wasn't the chosen one, so she doesn't have to deal with everything. But See, Nina I was does. thinking, like, Joy, not Joy, Sarah as, like, I like the it. old lady. Who, like dealt with the shit but got out of it the mm-hmm. nina sarah joy mm-hmm. vibes that's also valid both of those are good i got i knew you were trouble and you're gonna hear me say it again petty <laughs> that's yeah petty that's, album. there's no other option oh <laughs> Brenna got <laughs> all too well <laughs> that's mikara <laughs> or fabian season three. Oh my god I love how it's um Or even like no, it could be even like Jara's breakup too, because I feel like that was a really tough breakup on Mara. And I, I could like see I her like crying in her car to all too well. I feel like I'm gonna make sure video to all too well, but don't I, hold me accountable. You did! I feel I remember I watched it in this year 2020. Back to all too well. Okay, my final answer is Mara season three, post Jerome breakup. Like, time won't fly. It's like I'm paralyzed by it. I'd like to be my own self again, but I'm still trying to find it. That's that's Mara. That's angry Mara. Uh, and on that note, Laura, your song is 22. All of the whole Anubis squad having a great time, especially the new like the dance. Girls. Well, yeah, I'm just thinking. Touching a raw dance. They're all having a great time, just like being friends. Just all of them. It's a good good unity song. On brand. And so my song is Treacherous, but also the original demo recording. I'm once I, I'm I'm once again gonna say, and you guessed it, Petty. Petty. <laughs> Petty. Oh. I see Jeroy too. I also could see Ooh, Jeroy. This is a Jeroy song. Mm. Please know I made like all this. I might have to come back to this. I never finished my making my red videos. I think I need to finish them in 2020, mm-hmm. 2021. Because then you'll have the addition of season three, because you did this in 2012, yeah. right? So. AKA the, mu- yeah. so the musical Wheaton Red series is coming back, y'all. Making no problem. Yes. <laughs> um, Brenna, we are never ever getting back together. Me. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, like Jerome and Mara. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, or no, it's Alfie. It's Alfie to Amber. It's because like, because she's always like, Alfie, we're dating, and he's like, we broke up, like <laughs> constantly. So, uh, Laura, you are the moment I knew. Ooh. Oof. Um, I don't know. That's I don't know who would like. Maybe like. Oh, yo. Go ahead. What were you gonna say? I was gonna say like, if I'm being like, oh. no, because I feel oh, that's like better than mine. Baby kind of did Joy dirty, but like they weren't Ooh, dating. Yeah. But Fabian did not treat Joy very nicely. He did oh, not. Especially good. like if we're thinking, I mean, Joy was being bad news, kissing him, pretending to be Nina at the dance. So like, I'm not suggesting that Joy was in the right here. However, like Joy trying to like dance with Fabian at the dance, and him being that like, was the moment she knew. What were you gonna say? I was just trying to think of times where someone got stood up, so I was thinking of like Petty, like oh. Patricia getting like not you know stood up by Eddie, and Eddie getting stood up by Patricia, even though they weren't actually standing each other. Alfie up, in but the laundry room with Amber I think the song as a whole fits Jabian's relationship yeah. better, whereas like this just fit those like specific moments in Petty. I would agree. Uh, my song is "Everything Has Changed," and I'm going to mix things up and say maybe in. Yeah, that's the yeah. that's the, the only song. <laughs> the only song Emily won't for say Petty for. Yep. Uh, back to Brenna with the sad song. Well, it's Red. All the songs are sad red at is, some point. You know. That's why I love it so much. It's got me through all my breakups. 
and your song is Begin Again. Jeroy? Mm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like, they both went through relationship problems and then they like kind of found each other and were like, oh, love is real. So they watched it begin again. I guess you could argue maybe in two, but I think I like, I like everything has changed better for them. I think I actually made a Moy video to begin again. Yeah. Oh, I love that too. I love that. It's like the same energy though, because like yeah. the whole Jeroy arc is like the same it kind is. of thing. It is really. As what we wanted Moy to be. Mm-hmm. And Laura, your song is State of Grace. It's about grace. <laughs> she should just say Jara. Honestly, let me think. Okay, so this so probably like either Petty or Jeroy. I love that Red has become a the Jeroy album in 2020. Red Could it be like Sabuna? Oh, that's cute. I like that. I mean, in season two, like, they did all get cursed together, so. I do like that. These are the hands of fate. No, see, State of Grace reminds me of Percy and Annabeth from, uh, uh, this what is the house of- Percy Jackson. Ma'am, ma'am, this is the I house- am in the middle of Percy Jackson right now. Ma'am, I'm listening to ma'am, it. this is the House of Anubis podcast. <laughs> I am slowly but surely just becoming a punk you are the fourth book. You and Tip are like the fourth and fifth book host. It's me, Tip, and Kelly. It's the number one members of the book host fandom. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. I don't know. Okay, so State of Grace does very much remind me of Percy Annabeth, and I haven't read Percy Jackson since I was not in sixth grade, but the You're My Achilles heel part really hits. Anyway. Um, yeah, I would say either all Sabuna because that's really cute. I agree with Brenna. Um, and so my song is Girl at Home, and the only answer to this is Esther Jason Patricia. Thank you. Good night. <laughs> I will not explain or go into any detail. Uh, you check like, out Musical Wheaton. You wanted on that YouTube. one too. I did. I was so glad when I, because I was checking the like up next thing on my Apple Music because I wanted to see if I had it, what your like the other ones I had to skip were. And I was like, oh, I think I'm getting girl at home. Uh, Brenna, sad, beautiful, tragic. Thank you for all the breakup songs I've cried to in my car. Um, you emo as hell. I like how I'm like a red stand. What am I, like an emo bitch? Um, Fabina? Oh, you know what? I raise you, Victor Sarah. Ooh. Oh. Yo. Ouch. <laughs> I wish you could see the face she just made because she truly looked so pained. Oh, but like, okay, Fabina though, like literally like long handwritten notes deep in your pocket. Nah, he gave that to Eddie. Ed- Eddie. <laughs> all right, Laura, you have Starlight. That's just all of them, like at the dance, especially the dance in Touchdown of Raw. You are, you are correct. <laughs> Laura just keeps getting the friendship songs. Okay, that's I get the breakup songs. Brand. I'm just like I love friendship. I love squad. Sabuna, a great squad. All the Anubis kids together makes me happy. Brenna's a like squad. Mikara, sad breakup. Oh no, so tragic. So Don't you dare bad. forget me. And love like, it. And I keep getting the petty songs. So like, I yeah, get we're getting songs that are very on brand for us. I love Unity. Brenna loves sad Mikara, and Emily loves petty. <laughs> the only song that I got. I that I love sad Mikara. The only song that I got that wasn't a squad song we attributed to Pipey. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I love Pipey and Squad. Who knew? And, and I oh, got. Wait, I, I got Stay Stay Stay, oh. which is the world's most petty song ever. I was so mad when I saw you got it. I almost skipped and gave you mine, and I was like, no, no. Look, but you knew I was going to say petty. I was the one to say it. <laughs> Wasn't petty. Uh, um, so I got I almost do, aka petty between seasons breakup. Because. Oh, yes. <sighs> Where was it? I was literally just looking at the lyrics just because I wanted to double check my memory here. Takes everything in me not to call you, mm-hmm. and I wish I could run to you. Yep. But I hope you know that every time I don't, I almost do. I bet it never ever occurred to you that I can't say to lo- hello to you to risk another goodbye. Why they were avoiding emo. each other when season three kicked off. Ouch. Anyways, I'm so glad we're like all sad and our bullshit tonight. And I'm I think pretty, this is I it. I think squad we are on the last song, and we go back to the birthday girl for the last time. That's the song, too. At last time walk, so Exile could run. You're right. You should say it. 
Maybe like JB and realizing they're never going to be together. I was also going to say potentially Deroy. I mean, it's like a breakup. Oh, maybe. Song, but, like, found myself. Yeah. Okay. The parallels between like found myself at your door just like all these times before and like the I don't know what to say, but I'm here in your doorway. Joy has been both in Jerome and Fabian's doorways. So definitely joy something happening here. This is the last time I'm asking this, put my name at the top of your list, though. Like, I don't know. I, I guess because, like, we never see Droid break up. But I guess we kind of do. They kind of break up and then get back together. But, like, arguably we could say that they're, like, but, like, I don't know. Okay, final answer, Jabian. All right, so was that the last one? That was the last song. That was fun. I love Red. Red is such a great album. Honestly, I... I am but a Red fan. I don't know. We are red stands first. And Why are we all red stands? Is it because I'm associated with red with House of Anubis? Or is it because I associate red with fall? Because I'm not that emo. I think it's because I associate <laughs> with House of Anubis. <laughs> yeah, like, I feel like I don't know if it's red. It's just, like, I associate with both fall and, like, happy, fun House of Anubis fandom times. I think that's, like, why it's my favorite. Yeah, like, I feel like Red came out during, like, peak House of Anubis fandom time. It was, what, like, right this? after. It was a good time of life, two? yeah. Like, right after season two, but before season three. So, like, fall. I think all the hype for season three was building, so, so like, the fandom was kind of, like, resurging. And... We were relating everything to House of Anubis. Like, I don't know if Red yeah. is my favorite because I love fall and I love House of Anubis. It's very sad and emo, and... That's why I think that's why it's my favorite because yeah. it's like it's gotten me through the most stuff out of all the albums. Like I mean, ev- most things Taylor Swift has written has gotten me through stuff. But like, s- if you need like a good cry, yeah, Red there is there are, for you. Very specific songs on Red that I find to be relatable, not the super sad ones. Luckily for me, but <laughs> can't relate. <laughs> I also really appreciate that we were doing that for your birthday, and then you kept getting sad breakup songs. I hope that Brenda doesn't have Unfriend. a sad breakup song on her birthday, but she's not dating anyone. I have, who's going to break up with me on my birthday? <laughs> I will. I'm not dating anyone. It was my birthday. My stupid birthday. So um, everybody go wish our lovely co- our lovely leader. I'm not even going to call her co-host because like Brenna is Brenna's like the rock the that leader. keeps the leader. shit together. Well, thank you. So thanks for tuning in. Um, follow us on social media, Anubis Backwards Pod on Instagram, Anubis Podcast on Twitter. Email us at AnubisBackwardsPod at gmail.com. Also follow us on TikTok at Anubis Backwards. Our Redbubble and Public are Anubis Backwards. And don't forget to submit your voice memos at anchor.fm slash Anubis Backwards. We'll see you next week. Sabuna. Sabooboo. So much I wanted to say. The way I see it is there anyone there?